everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt. I'm your host. Today's title for the episode is How to Win in a Transition. So I find myself working with hundreds of people who are in some sort of transition, um, going from a place of something that they don't want to something that they do want. And so there's a few things that I've learned from that. Uh, and I'd love to share them with you. And really, it's the mindset behind this transition. Um, if, if you feel like you've gotten to a place in your life uh, where, where you, just, you just can't get it together, okay? That's the best way to describe it. This episode might be for you, okay? Uh, you might want to take some notes. There are a few tips that I'm going to share with you that you might find very helpful. Enjoy. So how do you win in a transition? Well, first of all, I have pretty much, I'd say, well, a hundred percent of my coaching clients are in some sort of transition. Uh, Many of them are in a job transition. So looking for a new job, they've just retired. Now what? Or, you know, they've been working a corporate job and they're like, oh my gosh, this is killing me. I want to get out. And they want to do something more entrepreneurial. Um, also there's a lot of leaders that I work with that are in transition. One of the topics that comes up a lot is how do I hire and fire staff? That's a huge transition. Um, in the last six months, I got to say that most of the business owners I've worked with, they have been talking about transitioning new business practices, you know, because with COVID and all the new rules, um, they've had to pivot a lot. And so how do I continue to grow my business in this environment? Um, actually a coaching client of mine just today, I'm so excited is having their soft launch opening for a new restaurant. So I'm very excited. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, and then some of them are talking about relationships. So, you know, maybe there's a breakup of some sort, or typically there's a lot of drama in a relationship, whether it be a personal or professional relationship. Uh, and sometimes there, there's a death that has occurred and they need help processing that. And transitions tend to be difficult, but what if they didn't have to be hard? You know, thinking about things like disappointments, um, times that you do or say something and you're feeling embarrassed, or maybe you're just not feeling like you're good enough, right? All of those can be seen as kind of a death. And, you know, let's say something happens and you feel like you've lost your ground completely. Have you ever felt that way before? Like you're just shocked. Um, You can't necessarily hold it together and you never really feel on top of things, right? And that can be uh, as a result of many different things. I remember, you know, when I had my my stroke 11, 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago now, um, I felt the same way, you know, totally um, everything shifted. My whole foundation in my life shifted. And my husband and I joke because I say, you know, I'm not the same woman that you married because after that stroke, I became a completely different person. Um, There was a death there that occurred. And then there was a huge transition that led to many choices on my part. Um, And one of them was just to build my business grow by one and, and to do things like start this podcast. So if I didn't have that 
um, complete unhinging process, the, that death and, and shaking my core foundation, I never would be talking to you today. Uh, an, another example I thought of as I was preparing was just my PhD journey. Now, listen, I've been doing this sucker for almost seven years. It's it, and there is light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. I, I I'm in the, in the part of the process where I'm, I'm just about ready to get my, uh, IRB approval. So that's the internal review board. You've got to get approval from the university in order to, uh, collect the data. The data is ready for me. Everything is ready for me. And this last part really should not take that, that long. So I'm very, excited about that. Um, but it has been a journey. And let me tell you, there have been many parts that I have not understood. Why is this happening? Um, there, you know, there, at one point there was, um, an issue and it was a huge setback. It actually ended up adding on a whole nother year to the project. Uh, and it was something that none of our team could even fathom. Okay. We couldn't prepare for, um, and it was a shock to our system. And so as, as my committee and I had to really kind of wrestle through that, uh, and honestly, it was one of those times where I felt like I probably had it more together than they did because they had never experienced something like that. But the result of all of that is that this current study that I'm doing is actually going to be a much easier study to, uh, analyze with the data and probably more productive, and I dare say, um, it, it's a better study. And because of what I chose, the data is already there. I don't have to go out and collect things. So it's all working out. But I got to tell you, there, there's been several times in this journey where I literally have felt like I died. Um, and then, you know, during, during this pandemic, I'm not immune to all this either. It's, it's not like I'm sitting here on the podcast and saying, oh, you know, go and just be, you know, have a positive attitude. Listen, I've had my ups and downs too. Uh, if you follow me on social media at all, you know, I've had my ups and downs. Um, there's been all kinds of craziness that happens in, in 2020. And it's really taught me several things about myself and my relationship with life and the need to take a rest. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation. Um, I'm, I'm here in Tennessee with my family. I am just enjoying my time. I'm sleeping in, not just sleeping until six 30, you know, cause I'm normally up at five, but there have been days that I slept until nine o'clock and I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't even remember the last time I did this. Um, and just taking it easy and saying, you know, what do I want right now? Um, and, and honestly, though, those hard times I think have made me better. And, you know, all of these things are transitions and they're a kind of death, right? And the one thing that I know, um, there's been all kinds of studies on different fears that people have. And, uh, I always think about the, in the order of fears, the, the fear of public speaking is number one, and then the fear of death. So, you know, when you go to a funeral, the person, um, you know, you're there in the audience and you would rather be in the coffin than you would giving the eulogy. I think that's hilarious, especially from a speaker's point of view, because I'm like, that's what I love. Right. Um, but most people have a fear of death and the unknown, but you see, it takes a death in order to have a rebirth. Okay. So first of all, let me say that if you have, uh, reached your limit, okay. If you are at that place where you have reached your limit, it is not a punishment. 
there, there's this notion out there, especially if you're involved in uh, religion in any sort of way, that if something is, you know, quote unquote bad in your life, that you have done something to um, elicit a punishment. Uh, I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. Okay. There are many things that come to your life that you might perceive as a punishment. And in reality, it's the one thing that's coming to bless you the most. Okay. Now let's say something's happening and you're feeling a lot of stress. Well, that's actually a sign of good health. Okay. That means your sympathetic nervous system is working. I have worked with people before who have been under such severe stress that they actually had no signs of stress until their body just went kaput. And that meant that all of the, the signals and, and warnings that their body had been giving them over time had been ignored. And, uh, honestly, they, one story of, of a guy I worked with, he actually died. And when they had done his autopsy and everything, they found, um, actual proof that he, his sympathetic nervous system no longer was working. That's your fight, flight, or freeze guys. So think about that. You're under so much stress. You override that and his heart literally blew up. Okay. So if you are feeling signs of stress, I want you to be thankful for that. That's a sign of good health. Okay. And there's a message waiting for you. There is something in that waiting for you. Okay. See, the problem is if, if you're experiencing this feeling of like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm standing on shifting sand and I'm not quite sure what to do. Um, there's something there that your, your body or, you know, maybe the universe, I don't know, is trying to tell you. And if you fight it or ignore it, you're going to have even more stress. Okay. So I actually trained myself long ago that when I feel that fear or anxiety or kind of yucky feeling that there's something good coming on the other side. So every time I would have that feeling, I, I would train myself. The next thought I would say, there's something good coming. There's something good coming. There's something good coming. Okay. So how do you get to that good? Well, the first thing is you really want to notice and observe and acknowledge your feelings, your thoughts, and your body symptoms. Okay. So notice, observe what's happening both before and during and acknowledge that they're there. I think especially in the United States culture, there's a lot of people who never take the time to stop and say, you know what, I'm feeling fear right now, or I'm feeling um, like I'm uncomfortable. Or, you know, I, I have a couple of clients that we, we have to say, stop, tell me what you're really feeling. Is it fear? And then they realize, no, it's not fear. I'm just doing something that I've never done. So it's unfamiliar. Oh, well, that's different than fear, right? But until you stop and you notice what, what that feeling is, you're not going to really know what to do about it. Okay. Um, also your body has so many messages for you. Your symptoms can tell you things. So if you're really interested in knowing more about that, there is a book that I refer to almost daily for myself and for others. And it's written by Louise L. Hay, H-A-Y. And the book is titled Heal Your Body. Just a little tiny book, um, but it's a, a metaphysical way of approaching illnesses. 
So your body has all of these, um, you can call them pressure points or, or whatever term you want to use. It depends on what you're studying. But basically when you have a symptom, so if somebody comes and says, I have jaw pain or, um, I have itching that just won't stop. Or, um, one lady had, um, severe knee pain. Um, we can look in that book and there are thoughts and beliefs connected to your body parts. I know it sounds wild, but I cannot tell you how many times I've used that book and it's been spot on. Okay. So that might be something you want to check into. Um, all of your feelings, your thoughts, and even those body symptoms are related to a fear of change. And really you're just entering a new territory. That's all. It's not really a death, right? Your, your, your brain kind of interprets this new change as, oh no, we're dying. That's actually your ego. Your ego is saying we're dying and we have to, you know, keep ourselves from dying. No, we're, we're not dying. We can, we can choose how to think about that. Um, but it's really important that you process your emotions. Okay. That's why I say stop and pause and ask yourself, what are you feeling? And why do you think you're feeling that way? And how would you like to feel instead? And during this process, finding your freedom and choice is really important. Okay. So, um, there's a tendency when we're going through these transitions to feel like a victim, like I'm not in charge of this. I'm not in control of this. I know I felt that with my PhD journey. There were many times that I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not in control of this process. And I had to back up and say, you know what? I might not be in control of A, B, C, D, E, and F, but I am in control of X, Y, and Z. So I'm just going to step into the area of X, Y, and Z and do what I can and trust that everything else will, will work. So when you go to that place of saying, what can I do, right? Maybe, you know, you, you're being let go from your job and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm not in charge of that. No, but you are in charge of thinking through what do you want to do next, right? So at first, really just taking baby steps, asking yourself in this moment, you know, maybe you notice that they are having all this stress and you're like, what do I do with this? Just ask yourself the question, what do I, what do I want? Okay. Sometimes it will be something really, really small. Um, maybe, maybe you just want your heart rate to, to drop a little bit. Right. And, and if you, you want to calm down a little bit, well then, then you say, hey, what do I need to do? Well, maybe the answer is just to do a, a few deep breaths and you're just processing that stress out. And then you get to this place where you're like, okay, now what? Right? So take it in small baby steps. And sometimes I've found that people in transition, they really need to just spend time in, in creating a brand new vision of life. Uh, you know, just stepping back and maybe every 10 minutes, come back to, you know, a journal or something and writing down, what is it that you want out of life? And just that process of putting things on the paper, um, I think it kind of calibrates their mind to seek opportunities that, that go towards that. Uh, and that can be a very powerful process. So the, the fear and sympathetic nervous system, especially chronic stress, really cripples us and tells us all kinds of illogical stories, right? Because fear has no logic. So when you pause and you process, then you'll be able to see the good. So remember, it takes a death for a rebirth. 
everything good I have in my life has come honestly from moments of pain. Okay. There's a, an author I, I love, and sometimes I reference her, uh, Pema Chodron. Um, and she says that pain is not a punishment and pleasure is not a reward. I love that. I, I think it, it, that quote right there, I'll say it again in case you want to write it down. Pain is not a punishment and pleasure is not a reward. And what it does is it takes the power out of pain and uh, reward and it puts the power back in you because you get to determine what does that mean to me. So for example, pain is not a punishment. It's not there to say you've been a bad person. It just says, Hey, I've got a message for you. Right. And pleasure is not a reward. Pleasure doesn't come to you and say, Oh, you've been such a good person. I'm going to help you feel better today. No, that, that's not how that works either. Um, we're just to, to notice when the pain and the pleasure comes and say, okay, what, what's causing this? So the same as you do for pain, you, you stop, you pause, you process, you say, where did this come from? Why is this happening? What do I want to do with it? Do the same thing with pleasure because don't you want to repeat that? Right. Um, if you don't take time to stop and think about where did this really good feeling come from? Gosh, how can you repeat it again? Okay. So just be a, a, a noticer of things in your life and, and see how that helps. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this was helpful. Um, if this was helpful for you and, and you have somebody in your life who's really going through one of those moments of like, I just can't seem to get it together. Uh, would you consider sending this to them? This might be the very thing that they need to, to hear today. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.